Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Australian shreds record for longest surf session. And this is obviously now in the headline. It's, you know, you can hear it says surf session. It's not just a single wave. I think the longest wave you can ride consistently is off Australia because to be honest, I've seen it done. It's in this documentary called The Endless Summer and it's brilliant. A documentary filmed in 63, um, edited in 64, released in 65, just when the US needed it because it was all, well, and it, it, they, they continue to need such joy because so much madness was going on with the Vietnam War and more on drugs and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it, this isn't that. This is like just being in the water for, um, well, 30 hours to break the world record. He's now said, Blake Johnston's now said that he's going to stay in the water for 40 hours. Um, his board riding marathon so far has raised £132,000 for charity and counting. It's great. Made the news. Didn't it? it was in the news. Uh, he said he's had some jellyfish issues. There have been um, shining floodlights on the water overnight to give him some light, but his brother was surfing with them at about 2am and all the lights went out and he said it was quite a freaky experience. Alison Hammond has been announced as the Great British Baker for replacement for Matt Lucas. Alison Hammond is set to become the new host of the Great British Bake Off replacing Matt Lucas. Now we call this, did we call it, i.e. did we guess it or did we suggest it? You the su more You suggested it. Uh, so let's go for we. We. Let's go for we. We. Um, we I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Vassal suggested it. Um, the day after we heard that Matt Lucas was um, stepping down. Yeah. We we said Alison Hammond, perfect, because she is. I mean, I don't know how they they Channel Four have nabbed her and grabbed her from ITV because I thought she was exclusive, but maybe she's such a big deal now. Well, she was on the Baftas, wasn't she? That's yeah. BBC a couple of weeks ago. I love Alison Hammond. She's, I can smell her now. <laughs> I literally, if I close my eyes, I can smell her. She, she smells amazing. She looks amazing. She is amazing. I love her to death. Uh, but she smells better than anything. Not forget, forget anyone, anything a I've ever smelled. Smell of cake. <laughs> Which is not as good. Oh, unless it's a. That's what they could do. Can you make? Can you uh, bake Alison a cake? Perfume. Can you? Can you? Your next tray bake smell of Alison. Maybe that's why she got the job. Um, I'm so pleased for her. I think she's fantastic. I really do. Uh, drinking water could be harvested from thin air. Drinking water could be harvested from thin air using a technique inspired by desert plants and insects. Scientists have mimicked the way cacti and beetles use spines and grooves to collect water from fog and dew. Because there's always moisture. Well, not always moisture in the air, but there's often a lot of moisture in the air, isn't there? You can look at it with the little weather report. Yeah. Um, chance of probability of rain. Yeah. That's precipitation. Uh, but there's humidity. I was referring to that. that. Yeah. Uh, people are praising a robot as better than Messi. You can't be any better than Lionel Messi. It's impossible. A robot footballer called Artemis is being lauded as better than Messi. This isn't working for me at all. I haven't even read the rest of the story. Mm. It's preposterous. We're uh, going to Paris at the end of this month, yes. pretty much just to watch Lionel Messi play football. I'm not going anywhere to watch Artemis. Yeah, I might, I might discard this story after the first sentence. Shall I? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to Paris at the end of the month. Uh, yesterday, Paris came to us. Yes. In the middle didn't of the month. She? My yeah. goodness me, how viral did she go yesterday? <laughs> I love the fact that she came. She looked 
a billion dollars when she came in here, Paris Hilton, yesterday. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear the Paris Hilton interview, we have the Chris Evans show from 10am every day as a podcast. It's not this show. It's not a listen again thing. It's its own thing. People are loving it. It's doing great business. It's the future. Um, it's between 40 minutes and an hour and a half, depending on what's, what's happened. Um, but people love it. If you want to take us, uh, or you want a bit more of us, or you want yesterday, a bit more of us yesterday, today, because you didn't have yesterday, um, the Chris Evans show podcast from wherever you get your podcast. Um, and you'll, you can hear, as part of yesterday's podcast, um, the Paris Hilton interview, which people absolutely loved. I mean, expectations were high. The pressure was on. But she delivered. She came in here looking like a billion dollars in this sort of... Was it a velvet dress? It was velvet, but it was sort of cut out with huge sort of silver hearts, like, but sort of diamante encrusted, like three of them down her I mean, it was figure-hugging. It yeah. was full length. Very high, high heels. It was a sort of royal blue kind of yeah. thing. She looked, she, I mean, she looked fantastic. So, she, so we're thinking, well, that's the best... You know, um, any of us could ever dream of looking like that. And it was early in the morning. And we're thinking, so she's going to smash all day looking like that, going to various other places. After she came here, we were her first interview of the UK tour. And um, after here, she went to, to the BBC. Uh, she did a few radio shows there. And then she was on the one show last night. And she's on this morning, this morning. But the, by the time she arrives at the BBC, she's changed her frock in the back of the van. What? What yeah. to? Well, I'll check it out. And then when she left the BBC to go somewhere else, she changed it again. <laughs> and it's like she kept... It was unbelievable. You know, that's... I mean, that's that's the thing about, you know, it doesn't have to be bad to be better. She just kept changing all the time. I wonder what she'll be wearing. I would have loved it because Holly's not on today. She, she's not on on a Friday. Um, I'd love to 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 see have seen Holly and Paris in the pre-show pick because Holly always does this pre-show pick, doesn't she? Um, she says, "Oh, today's outfit," or she says, "Good yeah, morning," or "Good day. morning this morning," outfit of the day, and that's what it's called, isn't it? Outfit of the day. O T T D. This is from yeah. Match of the Day, isn't it? That's where they nicked it from. M O T D. And uh, I'd like to see them. T- I mean, that would that could break the internet. That photograph. Maybe that's why she's taken the day off. Because um, Paris could have gone on this morning, yesterday morning, because she was around, um, but she's cho- chosen to go on because the- they'd have had her whenever she wanted to drop in. I would imagine. Uh, cow will be treated as a pet rather than livestock after farmers discover its smiley face marking. There you go. It's got a smiley face marking. No, on somebody has drawn that brilliant. on. No, they haven't. Well, no, nature has drawn it on. Right. Okay. Uh, Mother Nature's drawn it on. I think it looks a bit like. Um, I always say URL code. It's QR code, isn't it? I think it looks like the SpongeBob. Okay. Anyway, uh, this cow's achieved pet status. That's fantastic. I love that cow. Uh, Pizza Express launches own a record labelling bid for a slice of vinyl revival. Pizza Express is aiming for a slice of the vinyl revival by launching its own record label. I do like a Pizza Express pizza. Um, you can sneakily spend a lot of money in Pizza Express, can't you? Yes. It's like Surpri- a surprising it's amount. Like, Hang on, how's this? How come it's this price all of a sudden? Because they just would you like this? Would you like that? And it all starts to really sort of ratchet up, doesn't it? We Pizza should get Express. Some, we should get some dough balls. To, should we? Should we get two? Well, let's get two yeah. dough, dough balls get two and, dough and, balls. and, a, and a, one of the garlic bread with cheese on top. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just while we wait for our pizzas to come. And before you know it, you're way yeah. over hundred quid. You're <laughs> heading towards two hundred quid for four people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, even with ankle biters mm. involved. Um, yeah, yesterday we had, um, the day before either, we had, we had the, I thought Tash had sort of fashioned an amazing pizza. You know when something looks so rustic? Because mm. it's, A, it's not round. It's more sort of, because that's where, the pizza in Italy, you know, it's not usually round, is it? It's in the um, original places, the authentic places. It comes, it comes on sort of long rectangular uh, offerings. Them. And you can have like, well, you know, it comes in yards, I think, or metres. It's, oh, no, I want pizza. They say how... <laughs> so do I. 
They say, how long? You, you can literally say, you know, we want a metre or half a metre or three metres. You can have seven metres, please. please. Yeah, okay, they have the oven for that. That's fine. Fire, fire her up. Um, but uh, this, this, this uh, sort of artisan looking pizza, I said, that's good. When did you make that? She said, little. Smashing it. Do you know what I did yesterday? Because the family were at Yosushi. You had minestrone soup? No, I actually went uh, to Lidl's with Sparkle, our dog. Uh, obviously, she's not allowed in. I don't think she's allowed in. Um, so so I tied her up outside. And uh, I went round Lidl's for a walk. I didn't and go with, with it. No, yeah. Go what with... was in the middle? In the middle the, of Lidl? We don't have that at us. I don't know why. Oh. don't know why we don't have that at us. Um, but I went for... A, my intention was to not buy... Any, I went there thinking, I'm just going to go and hang out in Lidl, right? And that was my intention. What and you came out with... With, with nothing. Oh, well it done. It was great. I just literally went for a wonder. <laughs> that was it. I nearly bought stuff. The fruit... A box of fruit and fibre at Lidl, right? Which is, you know... I, you, you can get what? 10, 20 bowls out of that, 20 bowls of um, portions out of that, £1.29. I mean, come on. That's got to be like, you know, other supermarkets are available and they don't pay anything little to get mentioned on this show. Um, and I go, I love little so much, I just go for a walk around there. It's crazy in there. I tried, we've got a new Tesco's near us and I thought, I'm just going to go in and have a little mosey. Not for me, not for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I, I, I thought I wouldn't buy anything, but I ended up buying a little packet of Brazil nuts. Oh, that's Alan, Alan Brazil. That's the subconscious <laughs> thing. It's <laughs> yeah. going on there. Prancing and very surprised appearance at Picket Line in uh, with striking journalists in London. She's all over the papers today. Davina McCall announced as host for New Middle Age Love Island spin-off. I thought this was Vanessa Feltz's idea a couple of weeks ago on the radio and on the telly, on Talk TV and Talk Radio, um, because she said, oh, I would like to host a, an oldies version of um, Love Island. Well, A, she's not. B, they're doing it. See, that's rubbing salt in the wound. Well, like you said, maybe she could be a contestant. She could be a contestant, I suppose. But I don't think that was her idea. That was no. her idea. But I think maybe the whole thing was her idea. I don't know. I don't know. Taylor Swift has dropped four songs overnight from Midnight. Three are re... Um, I was going to say rehashes, but that doesn't sound very fair, does it? Reimaginings. There you go. Uh, and one is uh, brand new. Government says side a million pounds for massive TVs to screen the coronation. Uh, Australian said, well, record serving done that one. Rolls Royce gets funding for moon based nuclear reactor. And finally, for now, U2's Bono owns up at last to love of ABBA. Bono has finally confessed he's partial to a bit of ABBA and may even be coming around to progressive rock. This is no surprise to anybody um, because ABBA are amazing. Why, why wouldn't he? I have a bit of inside skinny, okay? I could say something like U2's Bono owns up at last to love of ABBA after um, his love of the Carpenters can be confirmed oh. by yours truly because he once gave me a lift um, on the Cote d'Azur in his um, BMW 3 Series Cabriolet. He came to pick me up. We were going somewhere. And um, and he had the carpenters blasting the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> jumpsuit day on Woo! the show today. I've got my jumpsuit on. You've got I've your got jumpsuit, jumpsuit on. on. Um, we have Mira with a jumpsuit on. Ozzy Jane has a jumpsuit on. Tilly has a jumpsuit on. Massos doesn't have a jumpsuit I've got on. a jumpsuit in my locker. Yeah, it's great. Why is it doesn't on? count. I'll put it on. Doesn't count. No, Why is no, it in no. Your Do you know what? Don't bother. It's fine. We're all right, thanks. Um, yeah, so my I love the jumpsuit. I am committed to the jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, it's every um, week on the show we have jumpsuit day. Of course, we do. Every Friday. This has now become one of my most uh, cost efficient, cost per wear items. But however, this is the first day I've had a gloveless bike commute. So no gloves at all today, this side of last summer. So okay. it's the first day today. How was it? It was fantastic. Great. It was the first day today. And we have Mother's Day and a couple today's time of course we do a week on mother's day uh, we have uh, the clocks going forward springing forward for this year um but it's the first time 
also I've cycled to work in the jumpsuit. Oh. Now the jumpsuit is amazing. It, you know, it's 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 really comfortable. It's roomy. Li really liberating and roomy. Yeah. When I am sitting, when I'm lounging, when I'm walking, when I'm ambling, when I'm studying, talking to my coworkers and colleagues and my friends. Um, however, cycling absolute nightmare oh. because of the low crutch. Because the low crutch gets stuck on the nose of the saddle <laughs> a lot. And so I don't really know what to do about this. Um, so I might actually take my jumpsuit off and leave it here and just deploy it when I arrive to work on a Friday. Because I used to take Fridays off all exercise, uh -huh. but I'm not anymore. Because why? Why would you do that? Because it puts me in a great mood. You know, I used to take Fridays off because I have a long run on a uh, Saturday. But, you know, no, no, I love it. I get fired up all the time now. I exercise two or three times a day. It's fantastic. By the way, um, good luck to everybody who is counting down to the London Marathon. Uh, with 119 days to go. Martin Yelling, who's very much involved in this book and all the profits from this book go to his charity Stormbreak, is coming to join us a week today at a marathon retreat for our top five bidders who have given us loads of money to run with us in the London Marathon. And that's going to take place at our house. They're coming to the show, these five lovely people um, and, uh, and uh, their partners. They're coming to the show on Friday, uh, next, mo next Friday morning, a week today. And they're then going to come with us to our house. And Marcy's going to give a masterclass. And we've got Rachel who's going to give him a bit of physio. And then we've got some hot-cold action going on from the sauna to the ice bath. Then we're going on a trail run. Then Kirsty Gallagher's going to come over and do some yoga. We're going to have a night at the pub. We're going to have a night at the curry house. We're going to have Sunday uh, lunch at my favourite place in the world, uh, the Bull and Butcher in the um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Village. It's great, isn't it? Mm, and we're really, really looking forward to hosting them. Honestly, I am so excited about them coming. I think it's something I might want to do like four times a year uh, with people. You know, if they willing to pay some money for a good cause or whatever, I'd just like to host them. Because and we've organised it. Brett's organised it. And the Frothy Coffman's organised it. Other people are involved, and lots of people are giving us stuff for free. And I'm really, really, genuinely looking forward to to them coming. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Fantastic. It is, isn't it? Um, so if you are counting down to any kind of marathon and using this book, remember every single penny goes to charity. 190 days to go. I had to train for and smash your first marathon. Um, we're into six weeks to go. Well, we're on the cusp of it anyway. Um, and I have my Ten Commandments here. Uh, six weeks to go, Ten Commandments of the last six weeks of his colossal marathon training effort. Number one, thou shalt have decided thine target time because it's helpful. You don't have to stick to it. You don't have to manage it. You can beat it. You can best it. Um, you, you, could, you can not get there. But it just helps with your planning and helps with the surety of mind because uncertainty is a killer. Uh, when you come, it comes to running your marathon. Number two, thou shalt therefore have also decided thine miles per minute run rate for the same reasons. Number three, thou shalt have realised thou cannot out-train a bad diet so watch what you eat. You don't want to get a belly going on in the next few weeks, especially when you're tapering. Number four, thou shalt seriously think about knocking the booze on the head completely for the next 42 days. Now, Tasha and I, we don't do this, but I have to say from this weekend, because it's six, basically six Sundays to go, including the London Marathon. So we've got a 2022 mile run tomorrow. And then we're back to 14 for a trail run for the people that are coming to see us there next week but people can run longer if they want to. Then another 2022, then a 13, eight, and then marathon day itself. That's how we count down. And as of tonight, we are down to just Saturday night boozing. Uh, so we won't be boozing tonight because we've got the long run tomorrow. So that'll be our high. We won't have anything. We might not have anything tomorrow. Uh, but it does help massively. Psychologically, it's huge, that. Uh, number five, thou shalt check in with thine chosen charity. 
to give yourself a reminder of why you're doing it because it's really, really important because understandably that can get a bit further away than is helpful and can be really, really helpful if you reintroduce it into your closer radar, your closer orbit. Number six, thou shalt protect thine sleep window like thine life depends on it. Check out all the sleep apps. Go to the Yoga Nidra with our friend Ali Boothroyd on YouTube. Number seven, thou shalt practice thine seven-minute cross-training sessions three times a week. And just go online, jump online. There are loads of seven-minute workouts online. We go to Inga Houghton. She's our go-to girl. Unbelievable. Even if you're not training for the marathon, get that in your life. You won't, you won't regret it. You can thank us later. Number eight, thou shalt from now on only run in thine race day shoes. Okay, so from now on, it's just race day shoes. Practice your race day routine. The socks, uh, the shorts even, you know, the, um, <laughs> the, the anti-rub vase, uh, which I now have to deploy. Otherwise, you get the bleeding nipples and bleeding loads of other things. Uh, right, number nine. Thou shalt complete all thine long-running training sessions without exception, wherever humanly possible in their entirety, save for unavoidable circumstances to the contrary. So if you have to miss things now, uh, between now and race day, the one thing you don't want to miss are those long runs. And if you, if you have an injury, just, you know, go on a bike for twice the amount of time or, or or walk or get an elliptical or something like that. You've got to get those those big weekend mindset runs in. And number 10, thou shalt be super careful not to stub thine toe, getting up for a pee in the middle of the night, turn thine ankle running for a bus or doing the garden. The weeds can wait from now on or requiring any other similar unnecessary non-running related injury that might jeopardise all the hard work thou hast put in to thine Titan marathon effort thus far. All right, that's it. 119 days to go. Good luck, everybody. And good luck to anybody doing anything outdoors this weekend or trying to smash it in your own way because anything is better than nothing. If you uh, move it, you have less chance of losing it. All right, crack on, my friends. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's the actor who can do it all, from living his best life on Mars to arch-enemying Doctor Who. He's back in Brighton this Sunday at 8pm on ITV1 in Series 3 of Grace. So please welcome the man who makes Grace ace. It's the simply simmering John Sim. Good morning, John! Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a wonderful introduction, thank you. All right, here we go, everyone. Watch Grace on ITV on Sunday at 8 o'clock, or watch it at your leisure after that where you want, when you want, how you want, because, of course, we can do that nowadays and forever. Same with this show, because uh, we have, uh, after 10 o'clock every day, we have the podcast version out and available. John, it's awesome, man. It's back with a plum. He is, Grace is back with a plum, and it is brilliant. Oh, friend. thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, the reason we were uttering, um, or suggesting that John has as good a job as we do is because it's filmed in Brighton. I love a coastal cop drama. I, I just think they're better for it. I don't know what it is about the water, whether the water lends its wisdom to the investigation or whatever 
whatever that may be. You know, it's lovely for sort of wide shots and things like that. Uh, but of course, it's great when you also live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of travelling involved and hotel rooms and, you know, uh, rented flats and things. So, yeah, it's great. That is awesome. All right, for people who don't know who he is, um, who is he? Uh, what's his journey been thus far? Lovely flashbacks. Love a flashback episode, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, well, he's... Um, a detective in... Uh, he's a coastal detective. And, uh, <laughs> he's, um, where do we find him at the beginning of this one? He's, he's, yeah, his wife's missing and has been now for 10 years. and Two series. For two series, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and she's been sighted, actually, at the end of the last... One, I think she was. There was a sighting of her in Germany, yeah. and he thinks she's dead. He has her declared legally dead, and he thinks she's dead, and he's moving on with his life. And then uh, there's a sighting of her, and so that's still hanging over. And in this one, we see, um, yeah, flashbacks. So you see that their marriage wasn't exactly uh, rosy, and and you sort of get it's drip fed. You get hints um, of why um, she might have left. And also flashbacks to um, something that happened, which pertains to the particular mystery that um, this feature-length episode... Because all uh, Graces are feature-length, so they're all like two hours, they're all like films, which is why there are three per season. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's brilliant, it's gripping. It wears its twists very lightly on its sleeve, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he's a bit like that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good guy. He's a, it's nice to play a good... Um, I mean, he's completely through and through a good guy. And and this one's a it's a cold case, um, which um, it was from a case they were investigating. Um, I think uh, at the Olympic it was the time of the Olympics, so like t I think ten years earlier. Um, and it's something that they never solved, and the guy's still on the run, and he thought he'd disappeared, um, but he's back. And he's so back doing the same thing, but in a different with a different ma in a different manner. If you yes, like. he is, and he doesn't know whether it is him, but all the all, all the signs point to that it is him. You and know, there so. are the red herrings, and then yeah, there are assailants and their assistants. And all. Yeah, you can't yeah, say yeah. too. We can't. Say, <laughs> can't yeah, no, it's no. so mad to talk about it, isn't it? It's so crazy to talk about it. Um, yeah. What else should we? How do we hook people in? You got to watch it. It's a great show. If you have to see, I, I don't have time to watch cop shows because I have like a million children. But when you're on the show, I can say I can go home and sit on the sofa. And say, I have to watch this. It's my job. It's work. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you for that, John. No, you're welcome. Uh, what else would you like to say about about the first? Um, I, well, it's, they're all standalone novels um, based on the novels of Peter James. So they're all kind of you know um, you can you can I think you can dip in if you like. There is a through line. Um, you, can of, definitely, you can definitely dip in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. they're different cases every time. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, hopefully it'll be a gripping thriller, you know, to, to watch because on a you Sunday. you are a son of Brighton, um, you, you, and you, you live there. Um, what is the vibe like when, when Grace is being filmed? What does it bring to Brighton as a place? Um, how are the locals with it? Um, how early in the morning do you have to film, not to disrupt the tourism? How welcome is it? How happy are people when filming is going? Because if I went to Brighton and you were filming your thing, I would love it. Um, some people wouldn't, of course, because there are some people uh, wake up with the grievance looking for a cause and you might be their cause one day. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, is it, how is that? Uh, the general vibe is great. Mm. They love it. I mean, because Peter James is a bit of a hero in Brighton. Right. He's like their local, you know, superstar, really. And and they love his books. And every time we film in a location, there's always Peter James's books and everyone's got them. So generally, it's um, really, really well loved. And generally, they're very lovely, <laughs> unless we're filming like a night shoot in someone's street. 
and then maybe not so lovely um, because we're making lots of noise and there's lights everywhere, yeah. and, you know, so. Um, some of the cast have fallen in love with Brighton so much from making the show there, they're, 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 they're relocated. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we're all moving. Yeah, we're all getting there. Um, well, I, we moved there a couple of years ago because I, mean, I was in London for like 35 years and, so, and we moved and it was just a happy accident because this job came up. And so it was kind of serendipity, really. Um, and we're loving it there. And Craig Parkinson, who plays Norman Potting, has just moved to Brighton. Who is my favourite? Is that Am I allowed to say that? Of course you are, He's yeah. so cool, isn't yeah. he? Your second favourite. Yeah, no, he's my favourite. <laughs> no, he really is. <laughs> You'll love that. But what's great about him is he does... Because you want more of him, and that's the great... That's yeah. the that's the that's the genius of the part, the, the genius of the role, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a lovely guy. Because he's, he's a lot of fun. He seems to have funny bones. He does. He does. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, we he's have quite, a lot of fun. He's good looking set. as well. He's really handsome. Oh, you really do love him. No idea. I've got him fanboying him <laughs> massively. Uh, right, go on, Vas. Let's pile in. Well, it was just t- talking about filming. We were in um, Whitstable last weekend and they were filming Whitstable Pearl, which is another sort of seaside Coastal murder mystery. Drama. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to slightly divert my run around the film set, which yeah. I thought was... was very, yeah, I, I, I run towards sets. Yeah. You? Some people... Run, I'm like... Because they were filming Lethal, yeah. weren't they? Um, a couple of months ago here, you know, and early in the morning. Yeah. You know, overnight in Piccadilly Circus, I'm running, I'm running towards the yeah. film set. You know, anything but grumpy. It was no, it was great. It was great. Can I ask you, John? Um, I'm, I love, I love Grace. I really do love Grace, and I really enjoyed my. I'm sort of halfway through this episode, and I can't wait to find out what happens. I think it's probably safest that I don't know because I'm not very good at keeping spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of my favourite shows ever was Life on Mars. And did I hear a whisper that you're doing a sequel? Well, there was talk of it. <laughs> I'm busy with this cop, this particular coastal cop at the minute. But um, uh, yeah, there was talk of it. And, and all I can say really is it sort of di- disappeared into development hell, you know, somewhere. And someone's got hold of it. And we read the script and it was great. Me and Phil Glenister said yes. And we loved the script. And so uh, Matthew and Ashley, the writers, have, have got a great idea. And it would be called Lazarus. But to be honest with you, it's been dragging on for so long that I have got no idea what's going on with it. Oh, so um, Anything we can help with? Uh, well, I don't know. Get, get hold of the writers and see. It's a, a, Someone's got hold of it and it is just in, in development apparently, but it's not been green lit so I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath. Oh, that's a shame, isn't yeah. it? Why wouldn't you bring that back? I know, you'd think that they, you know, would have by now they would have said, yeah, let's do it. But, never um, mind, never mind. Yeah. We weigh, we weigh without force. I think always like water. You know? It's funny how that happens, isn't it? No, but it's let, a it be, massive let it be. Massive hit. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. It's a good script, apparently. Yeah. You'd think of that all all the ingredients no, no, for a green light. If it's meant to yeah. happen, it will. Mm. It will. Because yeah. you could force it, but then it would feel wrong from the off. Because it does if you force things. Mm. Rachel, this program, these series are right up my street. Yeah. I, oh, I love it. I love. I love the whole guessing, and I'm constantly like, oh, is this a twist? Is this a red herring? Oh, has, has anybody else noticed this thing that I've noticed? But because it's based on the books, do you read the books beforehand or do you put them to one side and read the scripts? Like, how much does it diverge? Well, before we started, I, I like, you know, just went mad on the books. I, I devoured about 12 of them. Um, 
And then I had to stop because when we started filming, I got really confused about which case I was supposed to be <laughs> yeah. solving. Um, so I had to stop. I, it was too much grace in my head. I thought, I'll, I'll just be him in the daytime and I won't read about him in the nighttime. So, um, yeah, I had to stop the book. So I, I'm stuck on about 12. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll catch up soon because we're, we're doing four more. We start filming soon. Brilliant. Four more novels this year and hopefully next year. So um, we, we've got to hope that Peter James keeps cracking these books out. Uh, <laughs> and he's, at the moment, it's one a year. So he's, he's pretty prolific. Well, they're not easy, are they? I don't suppose. Have you, have you got a techie, a detective's brain now? Because you're around this, or does does that just not happen? Uh, no, I just pretend. No, no, I know that. I don't know if that's your job, but like some people, if you work on, apparently if you work on Call the Midwife, you can deliver a baby. <laughs> um, you know, the kind of, do you do you get that? Is there any kind of um, neuroplasticity work going yeah, on? Yeah, well, there's a lot. You know, I there's yeah, I I, get, I know what you mean. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I I live him like most of the year actually so it takes forever to film so i'm constantly i mean what i do i'm just learning lines the whole time i've just got scripts in my hand and learning lines and when we do the cid stuff which is really hard to learn because it's all information and lists and names and please speak um it's it's just it's you know it's it fries your brain a little bit so yeah um what was worst right for you as a bloke away from acting was it was it becoming tongue tied and having a massive brain fart when you met John Squire, or was it Liverpool beating Man United seven nil? Oh, <laughs> Honest answer. I was having such a great time. Hello, as well. hello. Sorry. Uh, that's the game that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> it, it didn't happen. Bournemouth did you a favour last week, of course. Uh, yeah, they did. It was a, it was a one-off. It was a weird thing. That. It was mad. It was, it was so the craziest game of football weird. in the world. And I thought we've lost it. We've lost it. And then suddenly we were great again. I don't know what happened. They just collapsed in the second half. Really it was strange, madness. It? Yeah. But it's that collective mentality, it's the old vibration thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about the John Squire moment till I read your interview Q and A in the Guardian, which was great. Um, you are you you you're, you're a dad. Uh, you're a husband. You're an actor. You're a good guy. You're a musician. But most of all, above all that, you're a Beatles fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Over yeah. and above everything. Above all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Okay. Um, Abbey Road, my favourite album of all time. Yeah. Like, of all time. It's yeah. also the perfect length for a workout. Oh, is it? Yeah, of course. It's just just under an hour. It's, like, amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Which favourite Beatles album? Oh, do you know what? They, it changes every day. Yeah, I, I get it. It's it a just changes. Question. It's it's impossible, it's impossible isn't it's it? Rubbish. It's impossible. It's a bad question. Uh, Abbey Road, I would go with that, but then I would also go with Revolver, and then sometimes I like the really rubber early soul, stuff uh, and Rubber Soul. You know, what, you know, they're all fabulous. Okay, aren't they? what about? I do have an answer for this, so I'll only ask you because I have an answer for it. It doesn't mean you need to have one at all, not even for a second. Favorite Beatles song because oh. I do actually have a favorite. Beatles. Do you? Yeah. Well, again, that for me that changes every yeah. day. Mine used to change, but actually. You know, if if there's one that came, came, came out, I thought, no, that is my favourite Beatles song. What is it? Can't remember. No, <laughs> in my life. Oh yeah, I just love it. Yeah, it's I love across the universe, love Norwegian Wood, love you know. Yeah, there's loads yeah, of other yeah. amazing songs, but for me, there are places. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just um, do you, have you ever sung any Beatles songs on stage? Uh, on stage, yeah, because I used to do the clubs when I was younger with my dad. We did the Northern Clubland circuit when I was like 13 till mm-hmm. I was about 18. Um, so we sang quite a few, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to learn a lot. Uh, if I fell, is quite good for harmonies, oh, isn't it's it? Beautiful. Did you and your dad do dad and lad harmonies? Though? No, we did harmonies, but we didn't do if, if I, I fell. fell I can't remember what we did. I, I want to hold your hand and 
Uh, I think we did get back. Jimmy Nesbitt and I once stood on the bar at the Celtic Manor and we harmonised, if I felt, and we think we were great. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> were. But it was three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and therefore, because it's three o'clock in the morning, everyone sort of thought we were great too. And I'm going to leave that memory right there. On St Patrick's Day, good morning, Jimmy. Hope you're well. Uh, so you're going from here to this morning this morning? Yeah, this morning. This morning. This very morning. <laughs> with yeah. Paris Hilton. It, really? Yeah, she's uh, going to be on the show oh, with you. Wasn't she just here? here? Just yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Right, OK. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. Her book is amazing. Is it? Yeah, it's honestly, it is so hard hitting. Her book, her story, which I had no idea about, you know, pre-18 years old, her story is so harrowing. She literally went to hell and she she just somehow escaped. She didn't, she didn't survive it. She escaped it oh, on wow. several occasions. Wow. Um, and it's funny because that's why she she basically parted from then on and made a great living out of it. Yeah. Um, but she was a fantastic guest, um, and she's going to be on this morning, this morning. Oh, great! She, she appeared here in this, this sort of um, sort of uh, full length velvet dress, which we thought, oh my goodness me, she's going to smash it all day because she had a tour, like you've done a tour of interviews. Yeah. Anyway, that was just the first of her outfits for the day. Oh, really? Yeah, and every time she fits <laughs> around, she had a different, different, different uh, look. I haven't got different outfits. Is that is that is this you today? This, this is morning, today. This morning. Yeah. Um, how are you on the because t- it's different on the radio, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we are being filmed now, but it doesn't feel like we're being filmed. Mm. Um, how are you being on the telly, not doing what you do usually for a living? I find it quite difficult, you know. I, I'm better at doing it than talking about it. Right. Um, but you've got to do it. I want people to watch it, so we've got to, we've got to do these things. And uh, but it's okay. It's always worse in your head, and then you sit down. It's fine, you know. I mean, yeah. this is always. Fabulous. I enjoy this. But, um, yeah, when we're on TV and, you know, you never know what they're going to ask and you can get tongue-tied a little bit sometimes. But, yeah, yeah, it's Um, okay. I should be used to it by now, though. Yeah, I think if Alison's on today, Alison Hammond, she may be on today with Dermot because they're the Friday. I think she is, yeah. Okay, well, you know she's just got the Bake Off job. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's on the front page of all the papers. She's just taken over from Matt Lucas. So uh, she'll be on fire this morning. Oh, good. You've got Paris Hilton. Yeah. You've got Alison on fire more than usual. So I don't know what level that is. Um, you'll have some nice... Fr- fr- they'll ask you to um, join in the, the cooking feature. Do, like, do you know what? I've never, I've never seen the Bake Off thing. What does it matter? I never watched it. But you would just say, well, I will now, Alison. Uh, okay. But I'm going to watch it yeah, now. I'm going to watch it now, yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to ask me to cook. How do you know that? No, 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 but they might join, ask you to join in the kitchen item today. Oh, okay, fine. That's fun. I love I'll, this morning. I'll be ready. I'll be I ready. Love, I love go- when they invite me, it's like, yeah, come on, that's great. It's not worth This is fun. We're going to get, get fed. Well, I haven't had any breakfast, so that'll be... <laughs> starving. That will be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go back to why you're here. Uh, Grace Series 3, John Sim. If you've never entered the world of Roy Grace, then jump in uh, for Episode 1, Season 3. They're feature-length episodes, so they're like a film. Films take forever to make. How long does um, one episode of Grace take to make? Uh, I think one episode would be five weeks. Right, so it's still it's still a reasonable amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's, with, now we're doing four, so it's literally most of the year, actually. I don't think we'll be finished until October. Is that until... a relief for you as an actor, even at your level, you know, to have to have a full year of, um, of knowing you're going to work? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. you know, I've got to my age and just to be working is is, is brilliant, yeah. you know, and I, I love it. I'm really lucky. Like you, I do a job that I love, so yeah. I feel blessed, really. And does uh, Grace travel? I mean, obviously you don't because it's shot where you live. But does Grace travel around the world? How does it land in other countries? Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's done really well. 
Um, I think it's done really well. It must do, mustn't it? Because they be, yeah. they're not cheap, are they? They, 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 must, they? To keep making these, it must have a, an overseas sales. Yeah, it must. It must. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm fingers crossed that it is doing really well. Uh, and Grace himself never travels. He's constantly in Brighton. In fact, yeah, I think he goes to London in the one that we're about to film for a little Steady bit. Steady now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. easy now. <laughs> All right, John's great to see you, man. Thank you, you great too, to Chris. It. Always great to see oh, you. Lovely to see you. And let me tell you once again, uh, Grace Season 3 comes back to your screens this Sunday at 8pm on ITV and ITV X, but all is available uh, thereafter forever.